Welcome to DBPA, the Drunk Bitches Podcast. I'm Jamie. And I'm Sarah. Each episode, we pair a wine with a topic where you get more lip with each sip. So let's get started. But first, pass the wine, bitch. Hello, DBP listeners, and welcome to our episode titled The Sibling Effect. Today, we are going to talk about birth order and the traits and personality of what if you're an older child, a middle child, a younger child, an only child. Yep. So, um, yeah. I can't Think wait. Think about it. Think about what you are. I can't wait to know what I am, who I am, and why I am <laughs> who I well, am. Well, you're a twin. That's a whole other thing. That is a, that is another thing, but I, I'm very interested to like delve into this topic. Yep, and our topic today is paired with um, the middle sister mischief maker, which is... Uh, a Cabernet from California. Another one, don't hate Another us. Another one. Um, but Middle Sister actually has several different wines, and they all are have different different titles. So we have the Mischief Maker. Mm-hmm. Um, they. I'm gonna pop. I'm gonna yeah, pop this open. Yeah, why don't you do that? Ooh. Uh, you've probably seen their wines in the store before. They have like little stick figures on there. They're kind of cute and dressed up. I'm gonna need your um, glass, Miss. Yeah. Every every varietal that they have has a different name of a middle sister. It's kind of cute and clever. I know I have actually bought this for, like, my sister and maybe sister-in-law. I'm not sure. Is your sister-in-law a middle sister? I just dripped this all over the place. Uh, she's also a twin. Oh, really? I did yeah. not know that. Okay. Yeah, she's also a twin. Uh, actually, but technically she is the middle sister because... I think she was born. She was born first. So um, it looks like they have ten. So they have like, for example, Smarty Pants Chardonnay, Wild One Malbec, <laughs> really Sweetie Pie Red Wine Blend. That sounds like a sweet wine. Uh, sweet and Sassy Moscato. Oh shoot! Yeah. Okay. So so these are all middle sister wines. Just each varietal has a different personality. Yeah. There you go. All right, so let's ooh, let's see what our personality is going to be. Cheers, bitch. Cheers. <laughs> it um, smells like a cab. It does. Uh-huh. It smells kind of a little spicy, a little oaky, a little... Plum. Dark cherries. Dark cherries. Things like that. that. Uh, it's, it's a 13% ABV. Mm, um, yeah, interesting. There's no vintage on here. Dude... I can't believe that there's no vintage. What does that mean, Sarah? I don't know. I think it might mean mass production, but <laughs> I, I, I am on that bandwagon, but I'm also thinking if it is a non-vintage, I mean nowhere on so, this bottle. No, there's nothing. Is there a vintage? There is, in fact, though, a printed date. On the bottle, that's 2016. So I don't know if that's like bottle date. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know if that's the. Yeah, I don't know if that's the when they bottled it. I don't know. But the uh, thing is, the fact that there isn't a vintage is, and this is similar to like champagne and stuff because technically you can combine the juice, like the wines from different across years, and then it becomes a non-vintage or an NV. Which is usually yeah. what you would see on the label, but we're not even I thought, seeing that. I thought you had to put a year. No? Champagne does not. Sh- oh, no, but I'm talking about Oh, wine. Yeah, I mean, I would have expected that that would have had to be a law, but um, I guess not. So, 
this middle sister, I will also say it, the little, there's always like a little quote and a cute little thing on their labels. Oh, you're going to read the back? Well, I want to read the front. Oh yeah. That's cute. It's this, um, mischief maker. She certainly looks like a mischief maker. She's got her like dark shades on her big hoop earrings. Her leather fringed uh, jacket, and she's like all adorned in black with her heels. But it says on the front, I got caught red-handed, and I don't mind one bit. So she's a sassy little bitch, um, and I'm sure she would really enjoy She'd probably fit in with drinking wine. <laughs> she probably would fit in. Do you want to read what's on the back? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it's it. It's kind of funny, actually. Have you ever dated brothers? Worn leather pants to a wedding. Paired white wine with red meat. Oh, God forbid. Then you just might be a mischief maker. You keep us up after bedtime on a school night. You change your hair color like most people change their socks. You make Hmm. lives more complicated, but less boring. Okay. You'll be in the stories we tell our grandchildren. You love trouble and we love you. Aww. (laughs) (laughs) Your words are saying aww, but your face is not. (laughs) I think it's funny. So the, these uh, labels are actually newer to the brand. They um, introduced this new label in 2015. Yeah. Uh, I don't really know what it looked like before, but um, they basically have this series, like we said, of quirky middle sisters, um, and they all have their own varietal and personality. Uh, they were launched in 2008, but this label change was 2015. I mean, it's kind of surprising. It's only a 10-year-old bottle. And yeah. Even within those 10 years, they decided that it was important to change, yeah. to update their logos. And so they they actually function primarily, or I guess were really attained certain status via social media. That kind of got the, right. got the ball rolling Yeah, for in 2008 is when they were introduced on social media, yeah. too. So um, basically the founder, uh, Terry Wheatley, who is actually the executive vice president of sales and marketing for Vintage Wine Estates, hmm. who is... They own this brand, and so we'll kind of get into vintage wine estates in a minute. Yeah. Um, but they be- he basically said that everyone thought it was crazy to put a stick figure on a wine label. And it was like, it went against every rule in the book for wine labels. Yeah. Um, but he says, everybody has a middle sister or knows one. In fact, the wine was inspired by my friend's middle daughter. There's just something about a middle sister that draws you to her. She has an authentic appeal, and I knew this would resonate. And I guess wine wine lovers identified with the characters or personalities. So purchasing wine, like you said, you did for your you know sister in law, and it yeah. kind of grabs your attention as like a fun gift. Um, so they built this brand over social media, and they make two hundred thousand cases a year. How many? Two hundred thousand. Okay. That's sizable. I don't know if that... Actually, I'm not sure if that's a year or if that's... That's over a million bottles. Yeah. I um, I would assume that that figure is annual. That, I mean, that would be my guess. Yeah, so... It literally is their 10th birthday. Right. Their website yeah. is, like, all crazy uh, about their 10th birthday. Yeah, it's there's all a like, celebration. they have a raffle and things like that, I think. Um, MiddlesisterWines.com. So, yeah, sweet. The winemaker is Nancy Walker, um, and she is a middle sister herself. And so she has kind of put in her talents on the portfolio. She has some gold medals. Um, apparently, it's won twenty-two gold medals. I don't know with what with what types of <laughs> brands or, or 
I have no idea what who kind awarded of, those. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, a little bit about vintage wine estates. You might be familiar with some of their other wines. Layer cake. I was shocked to see Clos Pagas on there because yep. I just visited it uh, while I was in Napa. Um, yeah, they have actually a lot of different brands. Um, Gerard Winery, I know I've seen a bunch of. Um, who's the other one? Sonoma Coast Vineyards. I yep. feel like they have a very uh, sleek label. The Game of Thrones line. I mean, but who wouldn't want to buy that? I know, right? I would I would buy. Oh, do you want to know why? Because they actually sell it at Clos Pagas. I... It's really funny, but I should have put... That. I actually did. There's one called Cherry Pie that I've seen in the store and always wanted to, Definitely. to try. And they own that, too. So their wines range from, like, yeah. $10 to, like, 100 Yeah. So it's not just, like... I mean, this particular wine, like, Middle Sister sells on average for, like, 12 bucks a bottle if or something like that. So this is definitely one of the lower-priced wines yeah, uh, in their range. Is, what, 12 bucks. I think so, yeah. Um, but so... They, it's a vintage wine estates is actually premium California wine growing regions. So you get your Napa, Sonoma. Um, this is middle sisters from Santa Rosa, um, and, uh, Mendocino County. Um, so we're going to, I mean, reputable places for sure. They say, uh, (laughs) they traverse (laughs) the wine drinking terrain and age from millennials through generations plus. This was definitely middle sister. Was wait, there's a quote for who they were, who it was designed for. It's definitely for the millennial generation, I feel. So they have a portfolio that relates to its audiences and does not discriminate in wine styles, sales, or class of trade. So basically, meaning they're marketing for all ages, yeah, all price ranges, all styles, all varietals. They're also this middle sister naming of it is also just like it doesn't have to be your middle sister it could be your friend's middle sister or like your cousin who's a middle sister or something they're definitely targeting a demographic who is willing i mean women women for sure women it says it on there it says it on their website whether or not you're um a middle sister or not fun women if you're like oh mischievous you know mischievous maker (laughs) or mischief maker like hey i'm a mischief maker that sounds fun yeah. You know, maybe you're, you're, maybe you're a younger sister. Maybe you're an older sister like me. But it's still, it's still kind of fun. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's... And, yeah. It's, it's really, it's, it's clever. I'm not going to knock them for that. I think it's a very clever uh, marketing for this, for this wine. Yeah, and I think you can again, actually download their labels, too. That's, that's what I was going to cool. say, too. Yeah. It's really fun. So, if you wanted to, like, make a themed gift mm-hmm. of some sort, you could, you could do that. Um what do you what do you think now that it's had like a few minutes to breathe? Um, I've debated pulling out my little portable wine aerator. That oh, I, I don't know if this is a wine we would need to aerate. I, I mean, it's 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 not bad. It's uh, it's got a little oak on there. I it's. I'd actually um, argue that it has a lot of oak on it. Right. That was me saying. Yeah, you were being very <laughs> gentle with it. I would argue that there's a lot of oak. And I think that from the other cabs that we've had, this is probably, it does not, it has a very quick finish. Yeah. It's not like a lingering cab. No. Which you find with the fuller bodied. I feel like this is a good bottle after you've had like a high intensity bottle and maybe... You've eaten, and I also feel like I could get a headache from it with a bunch of girls. Yeah, I don't know. 
But you're right. It's one of those more fun bottles, just like a quirky yeah. thing. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're having a party and, like, you want some easy drinking wine that's going to be a crowd pleaser, I think this is a good way to go. And it doesn't break the bank. True. True that. So, I mean, like, big party. You want to, like, make people smile. And, you know, you can get a, a, a ton of different middle sister wines, different varietals. Oh, that'd that be kind of fun. fun. Yeah. And then you'd have something for everybody. Yeah, that'd be kind of fun. So I think I got yeah. goody two shoes for somebody once. Anyway, I hope it wasn't me. No, <laughs> I feel like it might have been for my own sister, but that also could have been drama queen. Uh, anyway, uh, so and the, our listeners know a shit ton about Cabernet Sauvignon now, so we're not even gonna like cross that bridge. No, <clears> maybe <throat> um, maybe in the future, but not today. We'll get yeah, we'll get more into that later. Yeah, we've already talked about that a lot. Yeah. So uh, in their recent episodes. But um, I, this was mainly for the label, honestly. That's what we do, Sarah. Yeah. That's what we do. So, okay. Moving on from the wine. Yes. And from Middle Sister and all that yeah. jazz. Mm-hmm. What is your birth order? I am the oldest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a brother who's the middle. And I have a sister who's the baby. Okay, and what's your year split between you guys? So we are all two and a half years apart, so mm-hmm. me and my sister are five years apart. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I have a twin sister. You already said it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think I've already mentioned that on another so episode. So cool. But I am technically the younger one. By um, how many minutes? Two and a half hours. Oh. Yes, a little bit wow. longer than many think. Many would assume. So I know maybe you guys are all wondering, are you identical or fraternal? And the answer is... They don't know. We don't know. So... I think that's crazy. I know. And I was actually at Target looking. They have like the Ancestry or 23andMe that they sell. I'm like, could we actually do that? And then... But then remember would the that government be what, know. Oh, that's right. The government. You better not the, Then the government might have your DNA. Damn. My I kind of think you guys are identical. I just don't know. Why don't you know? Well, that's why don't like you know not, what you are? Why don't we know? Mm-hmm. Oh, the story is... The, oh, by the way, we also have an, an older brother who's just under four years older than us. Okay. Um, but, and poor Matt, he got... He got shafted when... When you guys were born? When we oh, were I'm born. sure. Poor kid. I just feel so bad for him. As, a, as an adult, I feel sorry for him. Yeah. When I was younger, I didn't care. Right. But, uh, so we, the reason why we don't know is because there's like this whole funny story that happened about my mom going into labor and my, um, lovely aunt, uh, not really, not really woke up enough, like not really woken up enough to like realize what was happening. And so she like took her time and she's like, Oh shit, she's going into labor. <laughs> like I better get there. Cause she was supposed to watch my brother. So then my parents had to rush to the hospital, and my dad dropped my mom off, was parking the car, and my mom had my sister. So they snagged, uh, from what I understand, they snagged a doc off the floor to help deliver my sister. And then um, things weren't really documented the way they were supposed to be, I don't think. <laughs> so, gotta love the 80s. And yep. so um, we, I had a completely different doctor. And there are supposed to be, you know, very indicative ways, like, to know that you are identical or fraternal. One 
sack for one plus something right. versus two. Yeah. So I don't think that we know that answer. And my dad was not physically there to like witness anything with my sister for her being born. Sorry. Sorry to bring that up, Lindsay. But so, yeah, so we, that's why we don't know. We look alike. We have like, I think, I think that we have like significant differences, but it's so funny. I mean, I can tell the difference between you two, but you do look alike. Yeah. A lot. We sound alike. And you're the same height. Yeah. Even my niece at one point said, and she's a jokester anyway, but she was like, whoa, (laughs) I couldn't tell the difference between you two. And I was like, what? Come on. Come on. You know the difference. But she, yeah. So it's, it's hard to know if she was serious or kind of just like yanking her chain, but so I don't know. So I have a sister. So technically I'm the baby, but I guess you could also technically say that we are both the last born. So we're both the babies. Yeah. But I think that the articles that we found that have, like, the stereotypes, you know, sort of what the personality traits are of, um, you know, certain orders of of birth order. Sorry. I feel like they fit really for, like, three. Sure. Like, if you have four, then you have two middles, right? Well, and that's the other thing is that there are a couple things that sort of trump these birth order um, rules, if you will. And so it's, like, if there are multiple but maybe they're like different genders like they'll take on different roles and almost act like depending if it's the first boy or the first girl or whichever one is closest to the eldest you know whatever that certain things get played out a little bit differently so i'm sure it's different if you're like three boys versus three girls versus like two boys and a girl oh sure first like two girls and a boy versus like us girl boy girl or boy boy girl boy i mean yeah right yeah i mean i agree yeah. But I do think that it's funny because I sometimes think that, um, I, I definitely think that my sister acts like a middle child. Really? Totally. <laughs> and especially a middle child, but then also like the firstborn female yeah. child. It's, it's so interesting. After reading all of this, I loved it. Okay. So let's get into it. So you're firstborn. I am. So what's your, what are your... So what do we know about the firstborn? What are they supposed to be like? Yeah. Uh, Okay. Natural leader, ambitious, responsible. The eldest for a while has no competition for time with mom and dad. And then I guess there was a 2007 study in Norway that showed that firstborns have two to three more IQ points than the next child. Uh Hell yeah, bitches. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. Claim to fame. Claim to fame. But... That was a good pregnant pause you got there. Uh, but it also said that it could also differ because if the older child feels that they have disappointed the mom or dad, that they haven't, that they can't measure up, then they might actually adopt a different persona. Hmm. Which is kind I of... I don't feel like I ever felt that way. That's good. It's probably because I was so much smarter than my other siblings. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. As the study says from yeah, Norway, as the study says, actually, my siblings are really smart. But I mean, which just makes me smarter. No, yeah. You're okay, so I'm funny. Done. I'm done. I want um, you to say that at Thanksgiving or something. Yeah. Be like, oh, I'm going to be like, hey guys, I just want you all to know that there was a study. I'm I'm officially like scientifically proven. Science. It's science. Well, I'm smarter than you. It's so. science. Anyway, um, well, and it's funny too because my husband's the oldest of four. So I do think we have a lot of similar traits in that way. Uh, that is 
That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Okay. We definitely both have this like older, oldest child mentality. Uh, like the whole, like the leader, ambitious, yeah. responsible. Um, I feel like we both feel like it's our duty to like make sure that like everyone's okay. Like in the family. But is like, that, but is that, is that the firstborn or is that truly like a middle child? Uh, I think that's a fr- like like to, to take, take care res- of everybody to take responsibility for everybody. Oh, to take responsibility. Okay, okay. Is like you know I was always the one who had to like babysit my brother and sister, make sure everything was okay, do the laundry, make them a snack. Yeah. When they came when we were home from school, like they were always like up to like chaos. The firstborn, yeah, the firstborn child is I feel like is always it's looked like a second to parent. exactly. Yeah. It's it's like. Outside of your parents, like, they are the next ones in line to, like, essentially step in and, like, help take care of you. Mm -hmm. And whether that's when they're small, like, getting diapers or, like, helping hold a bottle or, like, whatever it may be. Hopefully not changing a diaper that young. But it also, as you said, making snacks, like, making sure that they do their homework or something. You know, like, stuff like that. I I, I could definitely see that. Well, and my sister being five years younger, like, there was a significant... That's a significant gap. Yeah, and so, like, I I used to take care of her all the time. Oh, you're so cute. And then, like, with my... Like, even on the bus, I used to make sure they were okay and, like, all that stuff. That's so nice of you. I didn't really have a choice. No, I'm just kidding. I mean... Actually, I never rode the bus with my brother. We were always at different schools. I rode the bus with my brother and my sister. That's, like, really adorable. So, like, all three of us. I mean, and then I went to high school and they rode the right, bus together right. or whatever. But but they knew the ropes by that point. Right. Hopefully. So, like, all three of us on the bus and, the br- and like, basically how old you were determined, like, how far back mm-hmm. in the bus. So, like, I'd be in the back. Uh-huh. They'd be in the front. Exactly. Kind of so, um, yeah, I mean, I definitely think I have. But I will say this. When I was, like... Between the ages of 17 and 19, I was a little bit of a rebel. I kind of had my, I kind of had my crazy wild Were you the mischief stage. maker? I was. <laughs> uh, and my, there was a good amount of time that my sister was like, and even till this day, sometimes she's way more mature than I can be. <laughs> That's okay. Not all the time, but like there's sometimes, she's known in our family, like, I'm the crazy one, and she's, like, the more level-headed. That's like, so... That's... Okay, so that's reversed. Mind. Yeah. Because it's usually the last born that is identified as sort of, like, the one that everyone lives vicariously through because they're the risk-taker. They're the one that's just like, Mah, I can go do whatever I want to do. Yeah. I mean, I definitely have a lot of older child Mentality, personality, yeah. Personalities, but I am a little more... On the crazy side that my sister is. <laughs> I, I mean, the whole family knows this. <laughs> like, not just immediate. Like, it's your badge of honor. The entire family is like, oh, Amanda's cool. She'll just roll with the punches. Sarah's so, leading the punches. Sarah's, no. leading, Sarah's got an opinion and she's <laughs> going to, like, you know. And that, I think part of that is because, like, as the youngest child, you do roll with it. She just had to roll with everything that was happening. That's kind of like, true because it's like five years younger. Yeah. you know, like we were all involved in things, and she just kind of came along, you know. So like that, I think is part of why she's the more she's just easygoing. Yeah, she, I mean, easygoing, relaxed, and you know, go with the flow kind of person. That's awesome. I Which do is think. Great. Yeah, and I do think that uh, you know the five year gap. I think is. Uh, age or closing in on 
you know, the further you are apart, mm-hmm. the, I guess, it, you could potentially restart the, the cycle, if you will. So, like, oh. after a certain number of years, like, the firstborn, if there's a huge Isn't gap. is it five years? I can't yeah, remember Yeah, no, it is, it is. It is. I read this. It's five years. And so it'll almost, like, the next born, you know, after that. But I, I, but I think it's the age gap from not the first to the last, or, like, to the most recent, mm-hmm. but the second most recent to the most recent. So okay. because your brother is, you know, two and a half years, it, yeah. it wouldn't have restarted. But I got it. I do think, too, so firstborns, another thing that we found said <clears throat> that they are the leader, leader of the pack, tend to be reliable, conscientious, structured, cautious, controlling, and achievers. I mean, I'd say that, I'd probably say that half of them describe you. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're reliable. I think you are, an, oh, achievers should be achiever. Come on, internet, get that right. Um, I think you're structured. I don't know that you're particularly cautious. No. And I don't think you're controlling, but. Uh, a little bit. I in aspects bit. of life. In aspects I can of life. too, though, when I'm um, the last born. What does that say about me? <laughs> Diligent and want to be the best at everything they do. Yeah, yeah for sure. I'm totally like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I to be honest, mm-hmm. like I, I do understand the whole thing where they're saying, you know, the oldest gets their parents' attention for a good amount of time without anyone else, right? Yeah. And so, I mean, there are people who have babies pretty close apart, but like for the most part there's a couple years usually where you have all your parents attention yeah and they the baby books and this and that you're the only one you know oh my god for me at least i was talking like at a super early age because i think my mom just was like she just spent so much time with me and like i had all this attention and so when i was and i know they talk about and we'll kind of get into this about how the older the oldest child can have jealousy towards the younger Mm -hmm. I never had that. I was, like, super excited to have a sibling. Like, Were you? I wanted a doll to play with. <laughs> I was, like, I... And I remember this. I was, like, so excited that I was going to have, like, siblings. Now, my brother, when my sister was born, that was a different story. Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> wasn't too happy? He was not happy. Was he happier that it wasn't a little boy? No, he was not happy. He actually asked my... My dad's a physician and was going to the hospital to go to work, and he asked him at two and a half years old if he was taking her back to the hospital with him. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, uh, it's like, can you return her? Yeah, he uh, was just I'm done. He was like, I'm done with this idea. I don't like this. So That's like the I movie Boss like, Baby. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, I have, like, toys to play with, and there's these... So I literally... My brother just did whatever I did. I just, like... Dragged him around and like, and he, he doted was, on your he sister. Was like I'm a sure. Toy. Yeah, he was, was like a toy. I was so excited. I was like, oh my god! And he was super quiet. I think again because like, I was like this talkative like ah person. Because you were the leader of the pack, and you're like, you are gonna do what I'm telling you that you're gonna do. Right. Okay. So anyway, that's my. Oh, that's so. Fun. What is so? What does it say about middle child? As we kind of get into that. Well, okay, so middle child, <clears throat> the middle child often feels left out in a sense of, well, I'm not the oldest, I'm not the youngest, who am I? Uh, it leads these middle children to make their mark among their peers, since parental attention is usually devoted to the beloved firstborn or the baby of the family. Um, middle children tend to be people pleasers, sort of rebellious, I mean, 
I guess there might be a little bit more leeway and they might think that they're flying under the radar, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, thrives on friendships, has a large social circle, circle, and is a peacemaker. That does not describe anything about my brother. Really? Nope. Social butterfly? No. Peacekeeper? Nope. Fairness obsessed? Nope. Really? No. So, okay. So, one of the things said that um, these middle children become experts at negotiation and compromise. Yes. Okay. He's good at that. Okay. For sure. I don't know if it's because he's the only boy. Because um, I will say my mom's a middle child and she's the only girl. And she has a lot of these. Okay. She's not rebellious, but she's definitely a people pleaser. She definitely is a peacemaker. She definitely thrives on large, on a social circle and friendships. That's my mom. Yeah. But she's like, again, the only girl in between two boys. Right. Okay. So I don't know if, if it has anything to do with gender differences. That's interesting. Yeah. It might. And then the other thing too, is that each child, I think this is regardless of the birth order, but each child actually tries to make, um, make their own mark. Right. So they want to be individualized. And so each child tries to be different from the one immediately older. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's interesting. Then we get to the baby. Yeah. And the baby I described is a little bit more of a risk taker, a free spirit. Um, Okay. Here's the thing with the baby. No offense. (laughs) But, like, I totally got, like, the rules and, like, the strictness, and, like, I couldn't do anything, and then all of a sudden my sister turns, like, 16, and, like, she can do anything she wants. I'm like... Really? How is it that she can do these things? And Because, like, I broke the mold. You broke them. Yeah. You, you, th- because they didn't know how to react proper, or not, I don't want to say properly. They didn't know how to react when you got to that stage. Yeah. Because it was, like, the first time they'd ever encountered it. So I'm sure that your parents, any parent is, like whoa, like, hold the phone, like, this is not acceptable, right. and, like, I just don't know how to deal with it, so I'm going to be as strict as possible. Whereas, as the younger ones sort of make their way through and sort of hit these these same milestones, things get a little more lax, also probably because they don't have as much time to deal with these things. You know, as everyone gets older, there's more resources being put, uh, you know, at stake and stuff like that, but I also think that, um, <coughs> you know, it's... It's interesting because I feel like they're like, well, maybe maybe they have, in hindsight, like, maybe we were a little too strict. Eh, maybe it's not going to be the end of the world if they do this. Right. And this that's, you know, so we're basic. our resources are coming. We, we looked at some therapy and therapists and psych, psychological websites yeah. and, and uh, things like that that we kind of got some of this information from. I've always, by the way, wanted to take a child psychology class because I remember when I was an undergrad, I think Sean took a class and it talked about birth order and stuff like that. And I was like, God, I feel like it would be so cool to take like literally an entire class dedicated to that. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that would be It could be very repetitive, but that could be an interesting book to read. Well, for the baby, they say that parents are less cautious and they probably have more resources than they did when starting out and are Mm -hmm. more lenient. And so youngest kids tend to be less rule-oriented, and yet they still get lots of attention. I'm going um, to agree with that. Really? Uh, they could well, differ when babies resent not being taken seriously. They might become very responsible, like the oldest, or social, like the middle. I will say this. My sister definitely, I feel like, felt like she, you know, wanted to be taken seriously, and then she uh-huh. became more responsible mature. and more mature. 
And oh, that's like a perfect explanation yeah. then. Yeah. And like, she's very stubborn. I mean, we're all really stubborn, <laughs> you know, but like that whole thing about being less cautious and having yeah. more resources. Totally true. Yeah. She's my mom's favorite, by the way. Wow. You went out there. I'm serious. You said it. <laughs> I can't be Listen, certain. Let me tell you why. Okay. Okay. She didn't Listen get in, her as much peeps. trouble. I'm sure they're listening to this. Okay. I love you guys. <laughs> she she didn't give her as Sarah's much... Sarah's not offended. No. And not only this, they've heard this a million times. Okay. She didn't give her as much trouble as I did. Okay. Okay. She spent a lot of time with her, like, as a teenager and a young adult, which I was kind of off doing my own thing. Okay. My brother, I mean... I don't know. He was just a guy and like different. Different. He was a different. He was, he was a, a guy. He's a yeah. guy. He was just kind of being a guy. Um, a guy being a guy. He's just, you know, whatever, doing his thing. So this is how I know for sure. Because my sister years back was like screwing with my mom's phone and she programmed my mom's phone to say the favorite <gasps> for when she called, right? Instead of, instead but this of was how long ago? Oh my god, years ago. Uh huh. Now my mom has me in her phone as the princess. Okay. Sarah means princess, and she always called me that. Okay. Oh, that's sweet though. Which is sweet. Yeah. Yes. Okay. My brother, it's just his initials. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then so, for, so years go by, and Amanda's calling. Years. I remember. Yeah. And it says the favorite, and we're like, oh, the favorite's calling, and I'm like, mom. You got to change it. And she's like, well, she put it in. I didn't put it in. And everyone has given her shit about this. Because she could change it. She could change it. But she doesn't want she to. Doesn't. She doesn't. No. She doesn't. And so, like, my brother and I have given her so much shit about this. My brother's now wife, when she first saw it, she was like, oh, what is this? Like, yeah. who's calling? No. Yeah. Oh, that's really funny. I remember you telling me that. I totally forgot about that. Hey, mom, change your phone. <laughs> You can change your contact names. Oh, that's too funny. That's too funny. You can um, totally change it. I mean, we can do it for her. You could. Feasibly, one of... This would be the true telltale sign. If one of you it would it change it, and then you change it back. That's what... That's how you would really know. That'd be a testament. True. <laughs> That's funny. I don't actually she know. She would probably change. She wouldn't change it back, but then if my sister changed it back, she'd mm-hmm. be like, oh, it just went back. What does it say about twins? Okay. So, I, okay. So, first of all, before we get into the twins, I just want to mention a couple of the last born things. So, tends to be fun loving, uncomplicated, manipulative, what? Uh, outgoing, attention seeker, self centered. Okay. Okay. Um, so it says here that a twin will never act like a middleborn. He will always act like a firstborn or a baby. Since twins are perceived as a single unit, like they even refer to as, quote unquote, the twins, they separate themselves from the traditional family and revel in their special position. So my sister and I, <clears throat> we probably like were dressed alike until we were the age of five. And then okay. after that, we very quickly were like, nope, that's not happening. 
Uh, in fact, my sister chopped off all of her hair when we were six, when we were in first grade. And all of our friends, like, growing up would call us the twins. They'd be like, oh, can we go to the twins' house? Oh, but the twins. And we were like, no, no, no. We are Jamie and Lindsay. We are two different human beings. We are not the same. And I think that because we wanted to be those individuals, and we, Lindsay, like, we fought like regular siblings, I think, but we also got along, like, really well when we were younger. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so... But we, I think, realized the, you know, why we wanted to be individuals, like, very early on, because that really irked us, both of us. Yeah. So, starting in, like, first, second grade, we kind of, like, we still interacted with some friends, but then we actually, like, split off groups of friends, because we didn't want to be necessarily in those same circles, and it's almost like we didn't want to share our friends, even though we obviously shared birthdays, like... Right. We always shared a birthday party. Um... Something that was interesting is that they they also said that um, you can make conscious decisions to change, like, your quote-unquote birth order personality traits. And then the other thing that was interesting, and I'm trying to scan through it really quick, but it's something along the lines of that when you have children that are less than two years apart, they will tend to be more competitive with one another. Oh, I could totally see that. Absolutely, right? Yeah. And so I think that that, you know, obviously with twins, you can't really get closer in age. And that competition came about, it like raised its ugly head when we were um, in middle school, entering high school. And we were like, no, we are definitely two individuals. Like I, that I think is when I started, I was very much perfectionist uh, through eighth grade. I, you know, goody two shoes, followed all of the rules. I, you know, I was, oh, only children are perfectionists, but whatever. Um, I'd say I wouldn't, I'd say I was outgoing and did all that stuff. Uh, I was a pretty social human being, but at the same time, I prided myself on my academics. And so I focused on that. And then after eighth grade, it just <laughs> changed. Everything changed. Uh, when my sister beat me. She was valedictorian and I was salutatorian. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So that was... Are we still bitter about that? That was a big point of contention in our relationship. Uh And in fact, that was the day that I turned to her and I just... I remember like saying over over a classmate's lap, I was like, I hate you. And I just stormed out like crying from like our graduation practice. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was a big to-do. And so... um, the school like lied about all of his shit afterwards, but whatever. They said we got in a fist fight. Lin- Look, Lindsay and I got mad at each other, but we would never Hit each other. get in an actual fist fight. So I'd say from then on, I started, you know, sure, I still like focus on academics, but I think I then like, I, that was the moment where I just like changed my personality and I was like, I'm going to go, I'm, I'm going to get a job as soon as I can. I'm going to go hang out with my friends as much as possible. My sister and I had completely different circles of friends. The only overlap was our one friend who actually stood up in both of our weddings. It's kind of funny though, because we absolutely hated each other. And then it wasn't until we went away to college that we felt the need to come back together. But that's where I'd say, you know, my older brother wasn't like he never, like, got into trouble. Like, I don't think that he ever, like, broke the rules. Like, you said, like, you had to break the rules sort of for your siblings, if you will. You were the first ones. Mm -hmm. 
my brother never did. My sister certainly never did. So I was the one to kind of like push the boundaries so that's with the my typical. parents. I guess like, but you know, I I would say like manipulative. I don't think so. Uncomplicated. I also don't think so because I think that, and maybe that's a twin thing. But I would say that our you know it was slightly complicated with both of us because it was always like I'm totally gonna throw my sister under the bus. But like there would be things that uh, like she'd be crying about something. I love you. But she'd be crying about something and then I'd be like, I didn't, I literally did nothing. And honest to God, my dad would be like, just apologize to her, okay? <laughs> just, and I was like, dad, I literally, I did not do anything. I know, I know. Just, just apologize Is that the, to her. That's like, I mean, it says attention seeker for the last born. But that, but you guys are twins. So like, I'm sure oh. you, I'm sure you alternate. Yeah. Oh, okay. I actually that's a good way to think about it because I never really do because I associate her mostly with like she is a, a rule follower, very much a rule follower, um, and I think that she is a peacemaker. I think she, she's very uh, maternal and always has been, um, and so I feel like that's more you know taking care of everybody is like the eldest child thing a little bit, but yeah. I think the taking care of nature of the eldest child versus the middle child is a little bit different because I do think that maybe the eldest child, maybe you and Adam actually, you know, sort of represent this. Well, you are sort of the ringleaders and you're like, okay, I want to make sure everyone's going to be in this group and this is what's going to happen. Sort of leader of the pack, but also like making sure that everyone's engaged you know what I mean? Yeah, everyone's I, I, ar- everyone's present for this. I think we both do that for sure. But yeah. I, I also think, like, for my brother, he's the only boy. Yeah. So your brother probably has not only the eldest, but the only boy, right? Yeah, that's true. Like, my brother's the only boy, so I think that there is, like, some aspects there. Uh-huh. Um, but, it, yeah, it is interesting. Because you always feel like the oldest is the protector, right? Uh-huh. But it's different, like, when you're... A girl, and you have a younger brother. I'm so glad you brought this up. Yeah. So there's another thing that talks about, uh, you know, some of these disruptors to the stereotypes, and it's, you know, gender plays a role Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. Um, Temperament, because it's sort of that nature versus nurture thing, Mm -hmm. but, like, you're born with, you know, somewhat an innate sense of, you know, personality traits, and so you can't really, whether whatever order you're born in, you, you know, you can't really dictate that. But another thing is, like, uh, age and physicality. And so it's also sort of, you know, like, if, you know, I, I don't remember if you were taller than the rest of your siblings the whole time or I'm, if, like, maybe your brother, like, shot up. Okay. Because then it's, like... And I'm not sure. No, you're definitely... You're you're yeah. several inches taller than me. But, like, if you have, like, different sizes, say, like, oh. the younger one is much taller than the oldest... There could be role reversals there. Or if, like, the oldest is, like, a very slight frame or something, but the youngest of the same gender is, you know, an Amazon or whatever. So my sister is two inches taller than me. Mm-hmm. She's not an Amazon, but she's two inches taller than yeah. me. Uh, my brother, it was really funny the day I found out that he was bigger than me. <laughs> Did you go to, like, for a school physical or something? No, I used to, like, I mean... We used to like we used to like physically fight, right? Your okay, brother and sister, you know. I never really did that. Oh my god! I mean, I that was so prevalent in my family. Like, really? Okay, so, I used to like me and my brother used to physically fight, and then I figured out that he like eventually like got bigger than me, and I was like, shit. What am I gonna do now? Because I, I used to like sit on him. 
Wait, 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 wait. (laughs) You actually used to sit on your brother? Right. I am asking this because he used to chase me. Like Sean's sister used to sit on him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then. (laughs) Maybe this is a big sister type of deal. Because it was like the only thing I could do. And then he got bigger than me. (laughs) And then it didn't work anymore. I, after like, Mm. then I stayed out of it. And then my brother and sister, they used to physically, oh my God. Was it bad? It was bad. He, like, I mean, it was most, for the most part, playful, but then it would turn into this, like, I mean, I'm like, sure it was a very quick, like, well, it was just, it was change. playful, and then, like, it wasn't. And then yeah. it was like, and then my sister would be crying, and like, this would happen. It was like a, re- it was like a repeated cycle, and we were just like, oh my God, you two just stop. <laughs> but they wouldn't. But you I can't. Would just, I would just, they stand, can't. I mean, like, there came an age where, like, I had nothing to do with any of this. I, like, totally did my own thing. And this was just, they would just act like this all that's the time. So, that's so interesting. And that's where, that. like, my oldest thing came. Because I'd be like, you got, like, I would totally be the parent in this. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, you have to stop. Like, this is stupid. You know, what are you doing? Oh, my God. I love it. But, like, then, I mean, but my little brother, I used to, like, he used to be an accomplice sometimes on my little adventures as well. So, I, I Really? We had all sorts of. All these personality traits are out there. And, like they're classified, you know, certain buckets and there's always, you know, oh, but then if this has happened or if this happened, yeah. and like, what I also about, think, what about only children? That's what I was going to say. I feel yeah. like the only child can actually adopt like any number of these personality traits. But what they say is that only children mature a lot quicker okay. than any, like any, like multiple. I feel like they'd be spoiled. No. I actually feel the same too, but it says that they are, but consider, okay, I think that to some extent it would make sense for them to be spoiled, but at the same time, remember how we talked about firstborns, like have like their parents' attention all the time, so they are spoiled, but at the same time, they also have their parents' attention, like nonstop the entire time they're growing up. So they, again, mature for their age, uh, are perfectionists, are conscientious, which is one of the traits from the, um... One of the traits of a firstborn, um, they're diligent and they're leaders. I do think that only children are somewhat interchangeable, description-wise, with firstborns because consider that that's so funny because we're going to get into these quizzes. Oh yes, and I took about two or three different quizzes and I got only child and oldest is like my answers, and I'm like I'm not how. How but I'm an only child. But don't you think that these have, like, there? I feel like there are so many. Um, but don't you think similar characteristics? True, what they say. But when I think of an only child, I think of someone who, I mean, doesn't know how to share or play in the sandbox because they never had to, right? So they might be diligent. I think that is leaders. a huge. It depends. Now we have we have friends who are only children. And I remember I had friends growing up who were only children, and I never felt that way. I, even like with our, you know, adult friend, it was surprised me to find out that he was an only child. And I was like, "What?" He's did like, they "Don't have, have." Did they have a lot of cousins? I think so. And so this is the other thing. So whether it's cousins or whether it's, um, you know, you have like a tight knit neighborhood group of friends, yes. like early on that yes. you like grow up with, because we had that. And one of 
my good friends when I was, you know, younger, like growing up, she also had the same thing. Right. And I think that that's what she was, you know, just used to. I'm sure that plays a role because yeah, I feel like it has all to do with like, who are you playing with and who do you have formed relationships with as a young right. child? Because if you don't have them and you're just kind of on your own in that yeah. way, like... Like if you, you might go to stuck school around, and like have friends, but that's not the same. It's not the same because so, then you go home. You spend most of your yes, time at home. Anyway. But if you have like a bunch of like cousins your age or like friends your age that you're constantly spending time with, like maybe yeah. your parents have close friends and their kids, then yes, I could see that. However, if not, I mean, how do you learn how to cooperate and share? It's so true. I mean, I think about. I think about, you know, stories where, like, parents are, like, afraid to, like, take their children out in public or, like, you know, because of, like, germs and shit like that. Like, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Germs are, import- are important to consider. Mm-hmm. I, I understand. They know I'm not a parent, so I'm sure that many people might get a little irritated with what I'm about to say. But, like, there is so much. I know, And I also know that the society today, we are less social humans in person social. Yeah, Not talking about online social but in person social than we used to be and so maybe some of that is going away like as we age but it's still so important to have those personal connections i feel like being an only child would be very isolating like you don't i mean you don't have that social connection when you get home you know like when you're kids like you play with your siblings yeah, but this it's also it's also has to do with again like your neighborhood. Like, do you have neighbors who are your friends? True. Can you go out after school or but after I'm, doing homework? I agree, but I'm just saying like me and my siblings have certain like inside jokes and like yeah, I yeah that's true. And like they're the only people that you know that have the same experience with your parents and that can recall things and like they're a link to your memory that you might not have. So that's like. True. You could be like, oh my God, do you remember when like we were like, you know, going out, we're on this trip and dad said this or whatever. Like there's yeah. no one else that you can have that with. Have that with. It's such a special connection. Right. If you were an only child, I mean, you don't have that connection with your past kind of thing. That's true. You know, and I'm not to all, I don't want to make any <laughs> only children feel bad, but I'm just saying like that's I mean I think that's the truth of it. Like for the for the majority of those of people in that situation, that's yeah. Probably I mean true. again, like there's some people who have like really close cousins and friends and and like people that they could relate to and and you know yeah could be. I know there's a lot of first cousins that are very close, so I mean that could be like your brother or sister like. We had close relationships with our first cousins. I mean, yeah. So I could definitely see that. But yeah, no, that's interesting. And I think it's funny though that so in these quizzes you took, you found that, what'd you say? Two of them were. Two of them I got. Firstborn. Firstborn. And two of them I got only child. I, okay, now I'm curious which one I did not. And then I changed my, I went back and changed my answers to one of them because I was in between a lot of answers. Oh my God. These questions were so. Silly. Yes. I was in between a lot of answers for one of them. And when I changed them to the ones that I was in between, I got from only child to firstborn. Yeah. So on one of the quizzes I took, I was firstborn. Okay. Because I am a very, I think I'm a social person and I think that I try to take charge of things. Okay. Uh, But I also 
on the other two that I took, I got Middleborn for both, hmm. which was interesting because one of them describes it, you often feel left out or overlooked. What? No, I don't. I don't feel that way. Um, it says you're a good mediator and loyal friend. I like to think that in both cases. You're diplomatic and willing to compromise. I, think I also you're a agree loyal with that. Friend. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, you're also independent. You like to avoid conflict. I think that's true, but I think that there's a gray line between, or a fine line between, you like to avoid conflict versus you instigate conflict versus you try to subdue conflict. Like, you try to, like, figure out, like, how to, um, oh my god, what's the word? I'm, like, blanking my actual, like, word. Um, but you like to find a resolution to that conflict, you know? So, because I feel like that is sort of the role that I try to play if I need to. Yeah. Um, that was a really, this was the go-to quiz that... I took that okay. gave me that one, which I thought was interesting because it also shows you percentages like connection with like middleborn, firstborn, and oh, yeah, I did younger. That one too. So I thought I was, that was super interesting because I am a little, I'm 50% firstborn. I was 84% firstborn. Shit, girl. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I forgot like how, like more middle, and then it was the, like the least amount. Yeah. Doesn't this youngest. look chaotic, this picture right here? Yeah, I'm not okay with that. I mean, I would have a glass of wine it's instead of a cup of coffee. drinking wine or what? Drinking coffee. coffee. <laughs> I'm just holding the smallest. I'm just seeing with what the I two other guy would be doing. Yeah, it yeah. looks kind of fun. It looks like pipe cleaners or some so weird art thing. But the quiz on parents.com. Mm-hmm. The first question is, "What celebrity fascinates you the most?" Isn't that stupid? It's so dumb. And Why does that? Bill Clinton's on there, and I'm like, he's not a celebrity. He was a president. He was a saxophone player. <laughs> I was like, what is this question? He was in the news about fidelity. True. <laughs> so, I mean, but I'm like, okay. Wait, wait, I feel like, oh my God, what were the other ones? There were some other ones about like, are you a dog or a cat person? Are you left or right-handed? Why the yeah. fuck does that matter? Yeah. I don't think only firstborn children are left-handed or what, that. No, I think I was, I was over that one quiz. This does not yeah. make sense. But if you are interested in the parents.com quiz, you, I mean, it we'll was... Post, we'll post, we'll post a couple links to um, some quizzes because they're yeah. super interesting. So in terms of parents, how are parents different with each kid? I think there is a difference in how they react. I agree. And I also think that um, parenting... So one thing is that parents are... They're obviously the first interaction that this yeah. baby has, Right. right. But so it's thinking about, you know, I feel like they're definitely more cautious with the first one. Unless, yeah. I mean, I would argue that they are more cautious with the first one, except when you think that they, maybe they have like a really tight, like a village, like raising a child, right? So yeah. maybe they have like other family members that live with them. And so maybe they're less involved. In that so way. I don't know how that works. This is funny. This article that I was reading yeah, says, as the parent, you remember your first child well. They were the one you watched to make sure they were breathing in their crib. Oh my God, yeah. The baby you breastfed and or sterilized bottles and carried most of the time. That child is the only child that will ever have his or her parents completely to his or herself. 
All their children have to share. That is very true. It's very true. You if can't you, deny that. Yep. If you think about it, firstborn children enter a family of adults who are proud of their every progress and frightened by every potential injury. <laughs> the child caught in the middle is often dominated by the firstborn who's older, wiser, and more competent. Yes, I know. <laughs> it's science. It's science. By the time the baby arrives, parents are usually worn down, worn out, and less likely to micromanage. By now, you know your baby's not going to break, and therefore you can be more flexible in both attention and discipline. As a result, your baby learns early on to seduce and entertain. And that, I think, is true as a second child. Like, basically, they... They, they gotta get... Ways, you know... They gotta get attention somehow, right? But as the parents, I mean, I also agree that, like, firstborn parents, like, you hear this all the time. Like, they're anxious. They don't know what to do. Like... Yeah. They've... They've never done this before. Like, they need to keep a human alive. How do you do this? I mean... And you see, you read and hear about all of these things that you need yep. to make sure that your child lives and thrives and blah, blah, blah. So but, they like... buy all these things. not and, really like, They sterilize everything and right? they're anxious and, like, wash your hands yeah. and you have a thousand pictures and, like... <laughs> That's right? so true! And then the second child comes along and it's like, oh, we've done this before. We don't need A, B, C, D, yeah. G, H, you know? Although now with, like, technology, like, there probably are a million pictures of all of the children. But, like, back in the day, I know that, like, when you actually had to pay to develop your pictures to see them. Listen, I'm not going to lie. My sister did get the short end of the stick with pictures. My brother and I Poor both baby. have a good amount of pictures. <laughs> My sister, like, I think she has an album. Maybe. <gasps> oh. <laughs> That's a little sad. She's got a lot of attention, though. Um, <laughs> Don't feel too sad for her. <laughs> oh, the other thing is, is my brother has two dimples, and my sister has one dimple, and I have none. He took your dimple. I have no dimples. I did not get that little, it's like... for me. No dimples. You don't. I didn't get that, like, charming dimple thing that they have. <laughs> you feel like you... I'm, are missing out. And they both have blue eyes and I have brown eyes. I'm upset I was, about these things. I mean, it's funny because actually to line you up with like your siblings, like I, there are some serious differences for sure. Yeah. I mean, I was, okay, ignoring the fact that I have a twin sister, but like I never really thought that I looked a ton like my brother, but now as we get you older, you can see it more. Really? It's, yeah. It's kind of funny. Okay. Um, I'd have to see, I've only seen him in person a couple times. Yeah. So I would have to, I guess, see him again. Bye. We did like a couple races together and I'd just be like, wow, we actually look a lot more like siblings than we used to. When we were younger, like, I don't think we looked that much alike. It could have been his cool glasses, but yeah. At any rate, I, you know what? I'm always intrigued by all of these like siblings that have, like you were describing the fights and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I don't think we never did. You never did that? No. My sister and I got in some fights, right? We used to, like, claw each other with, like, our nails Oh, my God. That's on occasion. hilarious. Oh, yeah. It was so bad. Sometimes it's still, like, an, an initial reaction that I have to people. I will say me and my sister never got in fi- I mean, we were five years apart. That yeah. never happened. I think my brother was probably, like, so pissed off that we were born after a while because at one point he actually made a comment to... I don't know. I think it was my aunt who was babysitting us. All three of us. But... Kudos to her, tackling all of that. Like, oh, yeah. three of us under the age of five, like, it was crazy, and twins. It was the most miraculous story that I will tell you off the air. But my brother was just like, why do I have to do everything around here? 
he felt like he was a freaking slave to like the two of us essentially. And I, and I gotta be honest, I feel really bad for the guy. Cause he was just like totally like pushed to the side by two girl twins. Girls. That's a big deal. And so I think that when he grew up, he was kind of like, nah, I'm just going to like go, I'm going to go do my own thing. Not to say that before we came along that he wasn't already like, like that. Because he, I mean, started reading, I think he started reading in preschool. He's like a savant. He's like so, he's the higher IQ. I guarantee it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he, I think that he was just like, I have other things to, to do with my time and I just don't really feel that I need to interact with them quite as much. So I don't think that we had like a typical like older sibling, younger sibling fueled arguments, you know, stuff like that, like growing up. And so, um, yeah. Don't you also think it has to do with the fact that you are younger girl siblings that are twins? Yeah. Wait, by him? Like, yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. I mean, I'm so sorry. Well, we one of the things was, oh, the twins. And it's like they all know about the twins because we didn't have twins in the family. So it was, you know, a rare thing, if you will, too. So it was like, you know, you have two small babies to hold that kind of... Whenever there's a new baby around, I feel like that sort of takes precedence at any family function. Well, not to mention if you guys were co- competing with each other, then he probably was like, I'm just going to do my own thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know. No, he was a smart kid and he was just like... He tried to separate himself from uh, himself from us, and so it was. Um, it's okay. I th- actually I think that it worked out well for us, like in our given our relationships now, because I don't think that we have, at least from my perspective, any, you know, underlying animosity towards one another. Right. Um, and I feel like maybe he didn't take on the persona of the typical firstborn. Because of the situation by right. coming, like, having the two yeah. twin sisters, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like every situation is so different, it though. Is. Like, it, there's a reason why there are these studies and why there are these, you know, results and publications and stereotypes and things of that nature. There's always a reason why there are stereotypes, but there are always exceptions to the rule. And I feel like, given, like, childbirth order, like, what, are you one in 12? Jesus. Like, so then... what? Yeah, then what happens there? What know. happens there? If you're like a Duggar family, like, I mean, obviously the top like five, the old five eldest are going to like all be parents to like the two-year-old when they're all like in their 20s or 30s. Oh, gross. That's a whole nother. Uh, Sorry. I think that's a whole nother psychological like study right there. Just saying. Do you Parents think- and children. Oh, yeah. Now I want to know if there's like actually a psych study about them. We can find out. I would read that shit. So do you think, obviously, I mean, we, we both have siblings, so I think that that has gra- drastically impacted, like, our livelihoods and, like, our interactions with both our parents and also with kids our own age and things like that. Oh, for sure. You know, there is something I also read that saying for the youngest child that they do have some a lot in common with the oldest sibling because they've both been made to feel special and entitled. <laughs> and... and um, the youngest influence extends throughout the family, and so does the oldest. Um, and that the parents were laid more laid back and lenient uh, with the youngest, so they expected freedom. So they're independent as well as the oldest. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, I kind of see, so 
my husband and his youngest, so the youngest, he's one of four, uh-huh. and the youngest sibling, his sister, I could see a lot of similarities between them. More what's so the year? Than what's the, the age gap? Um, seven. Between him and the youngest. Yes, but there's a lot of similarities between them. A ton. Like, I think more so than the uh, the others. Actually, so that's... Okay, so that's super interesting, And I could though. see my sister and I having a ton of similarities as well. And it might be because we're the only girls. Um, yeah, but maybe. But you're saying that, that he and his youngest sister have... A lot of similarities. Mm-hmm. Having that age discrepancy... He probably tried to take her under his wing a little bit. Do you think? I don't know. I can't speak for their... Yeah, I mean, I guess. But, like, I think about, like, the seven-year age gap, and it's, like, I feel like there's a little bit more... I mean, him and his other sister are, let's see, three years apart, I think. So, I mean, he... Yeah. And he has a brother in there. Yeah. But... They're all, like, a great crew. I like hanging out with them. Yeah, but I, you know... (laughs) I, I, there's a lot of differences between, or there's a lot of similarities between the oldest and the youngest, I think, especially for that age difference. That's so wild. And I think there's a lot of similarities between me and my sister in that way. But again, is it because we're the only two girls? I don't know. So I've recently gotten in this conversation with people, some of which have children, some of which don't. But it's like, what's the perfect number? Okay, so I read once that parents of families of three that have three kids are more stressed out than those who have four. What? Three is like the most stressful number, apparently. Wow, that's... Three is less stressful than four. That's that's not what I read. Because the thought... I'm sorry, that, three is more stressful than four. Yeah. That's, sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah, three, three is supposedly more stressful than four. Which almost acts like in the... in like the reverse of what I would expect. Exactly, because you think more kids, more stress. Right. But... I guess the thought is is that when you go from two to three, it's like extremely stressful because you you go from like two parents to like in a in oh you're outnumbered then you're outnumbered <laughs> if you are two totally. parents yeah. right right two parents to two kids you're outnumbered or two, you're outnumbered with three kids yeah and that third one it's how do you make that person special and that kind of thing oh. whereas by the fourth you just like, that third one, I guess, just rocks chaos. And then, like, the, the fourth, by the time you're at your fourth, you just, you don't care anymore. And then <laughs> and then the, they can pair up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, it, with the three, it's really hard for them. Like, you guys were twins, so you probably paired up, right? For sure. Twins, right? We shared a bedroom until we were, like, Yeah, but, like, nine. for us three, I feel like it was different in the pairing up, like, First it was me and my brother, and then it was my brother and my, and then and then my sister was like the young one left right. out, and then I was left out. My brother and sister kind of had their own thing. They going. banded together, and then when we were like older, me and my sister did a lot of things together. So like, I do see, I could see how that could be. Yeah, and like just kind of that. That's that I mean that's actually that's so interesting. Role. So then it's like, have an have an even number of children. I don't know. <laughs> like all, I mean, kind of. When you think about it. Yeah. But I also, so, I mean, I've had the argument because I'm like, man, it would be so unstressful or uh-huh. less, the least amount of stress if you have one child. But actually for all of the stresses that we talked about before, like 
you each said, like, they're so nervous about doing everything right with the first one. And it's like, yeah. it's incredibly stressful. And you, you're basically doing that their entire life. Because I have to think that, sure, they're probably that, like, crazy, like, um, what is it, sort of, you know, helicopter parent, if you will, over the first one until the second one's born. And then as the number of kids, like, grows, like, the more lenient they are. I would also imagine that they would be a little bit somewhat more lenient with, like, their parenting with the firstborn. Yeah. But maybe if you only have one child, like, that never... You never get through that. You never get through that. You never have that sort of relaxation mode. I don't know. So I'm reading this... uh, This is kind of something that came out. Why why moms of three are so stressed, but moms of four plus are so chill? Oh, shit. (laughs) That just makes producing anxiety for me, actually. A survey by Today found moms of four or more kids report lower stress level than moms of fewer kids, but they have to get over a hurdle to get there. Moms of three stress more than those of us with just one or two, but once you get beyond three, it's smooth sailing. So three is the most stressful number, apparently. It's got to be because of age gaps and the the age of the oldest, yes. who then like actually like swoops in to help take care yep. of like the youngest. Large families mean parents reap the stress relieving benefits of teamwork and sibling bonding. Yeah, they encourage each other, hold each other accountable, help out more to lighten the load at home, and the kids entertain each other. So that's why. I mean, like, that's interesting. Larger families have fewer mental problems. The households in general hmm. are less stressed. Um, the more siblings a kid has and the closer in age, the more pronounced the stress-reducing effects. But you know, it's funny. I didn't even think about the whole uh, mental health issues. Like, maybe if you are an only child, like, you feel all of that oh, pressure. Yeah. And then it's like you're always, like, comparing yourself to others yeah. outside of your family. And you're just like, not that you don't compare yourself to your own siblings. But, like, yeah. you sort of feel like you have... You have to find a different level to achieve. And you always feel like, oh, but am I good enough? That's yeah. that's really interesting. So, I have actually never thought of that. So then this other thing about the three is that for some families, three is tough because they have it under control with two, like mm-hmm. man on man, like we were yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. But then with three kids, now they have to play zone defense. Yeah. <laughs> totally. I. The only thing about going from three to four, though, is like then you have to go from like a Jeep to a minivan, right? Dude. Or like, I don't know, like your car car just gets, I mean. Do you think, well, I don't know if you have, here, I'll take some more too. Um, Do you think that, are you anti-minivan? Yes. Okay. I I, I learned how to drive on a minivan. Oh, you did? Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's enough cars out there. Not, like back in the day when our parents didn't really have any other options. They had to have a minivan. Yeah. I get it. The whole like press the button and the door slides and the kids pop out or you throw the kids My in. My sister's got one of those. Easy. I can't get over the mental block. At least right now, before I've had kids, I'm like, no minivan. I will get like... An SUV Sarah, don't with worry. three rows. By the time that either of us has multiple children... Like three or four children, I yeah. feel like there's gonna be something not a minivan that will accommodate. Yeah, I think that there's stuff now, but it's also like you have to consider. Okay, so what's the age gap? How old are mm-hmm. they? Because if you have, 
you know, your oldest kid is like still in a booster seat. Like you can't fit a booster seat and two car seats in the middle row of a car. True story. So they have to be old enough to go like well, squeeze into the back seat. Well, now they make them wear them until they're like eight. Yeah, I know. We never had to do that. Uh, and we survived just fine. And our parents probably, they probably didn't even know what car seats were. Like they probably they were, were driven around in like the front seat, saying. like with their parent, like driving. When oh, we gotta parents. feed the baby. Oh, okay. No, that could be. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've actually never asked that question, so now I have a question to ask when I go home. There you go. <laughs> Who knows? Um, yeah, super, super interesting. Very thought provoking. I think you know. I've always tried. I've always identified myself as the baby of the family, and I got upset when I was usurped by my younger cousins, which I think we talked about in a previous mm-hmm. episode too. But you know, I I also felt that I didn't really have like the typical older sibling that sort of broke my parents to like pave the way for us to right. like have a more relaxed thing. My parents were pretty strict with both of us growing up, but I think that But you were also the first girls. True. But I I also then started to push I the boundaries. Push the boundaries. Yeah, I definitely. Well, yeah, cuz you're a rule breaker. You're a mischief maker. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, yeah. Like cab that we're drinking here. You mischief maker middle sister, younger sister, whatever sister. sister. <laughs> whatever sister. Whatever sister, a sister, a sister. Just a mischief mischief just a, maker. It should just be called sister. That's the rebranding for like 2028. Oh, really? No, I'm just Oh. I'm giving them an idea. Oh. <laughs> you can thank the girls of GPP oh for your future rebranding. How gullible am I? <laughs> is that what a firstborn trait? Yeah. No. I don't think so. I no, think it's that's not. just a Sarah trait. That's a, that's a wine trait. That's, that's a, a wine, wine drinking trait. trait. Yeah. I think this is a fun label. I think it proved to be a... It was a fun episode. This is a very an intriguing episode, I think. Yeah. I like thinking um, about these things. I do, too. Hey guys, if you want to rate and review us, please do so on oh, yeah. uh, you know your favorite listening podcast li- listening platform, whether that be iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you like to listen to us, or our website. Please rate and review us. If you want to give us five stars, we would love that. We also want to hear what you think about us, so definitely send those reviews and send emails to us. And when you rate and review on your favorite podcast listening platform, that means that other people are going to be able to get this sort of popping up into their, you know, recommendations and things like that. So we would love for you to help share the DBP. DBP. I seriously, I really want to like read a book about this. This is like, this is going to be on my list for reads of 2018. I'm going to find a birth order book. Okay. You can tell me about it. Cause I, I don't think I have patience. You don't want to read. Okay. Yeah. I will probably... I'll be be looking forward to you reading it and then telling me what you find out. Okay. Deal? That Deal. Okay. Deal. I like it. We can switch it for something else. (laughs) I'll teach you about something else. You teach me about something else. We'll find something. I I don't have patience to read about this. (laughs) Maybe that's an older child thing. (laughs) Maybe it's it's like, oh, the younger child's going to do the dirty work for me? No. (laughs) I don't know. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. And uh, cheers to the middle sister, the mischief maker. Oh, yeah. Cheers. All sisters. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform to help spread the DBP word. Check out our website and blog at dbpcheers.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at dbpcheers or on the Drunk Bitches Podcast Facebook page. 
We'd love to hear from you. So send your questions, comments, and fun wine or topic ideas to dvpcheers at gmail.com. Until next time. Cheers from the girls of DBP. DBP.